0: Section 7 of The Baha'i Revelation by Thornton Chase This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater The Baha'i Revelation by Thornton Chase Section 7 The Golden Age the discoveries of the last half-century are sufficient to lift man from a condition of comparative childhood to a manhood of knowledge, and the end is not yet. Looking back a few years, within our own lifetimes, we perceive that we were but children. Now we think we are wise, but to him who sees beyond the present, it is evident that whole universities of scientific and spiritual learning are opening their doors to us and that we as freshmen have just entered upon the vast course of knowledges which shall graduate mankind into an era of wisdom welfare harmony peace and prosperity such a golden age of godly and heavenly living as the world has never seen who now can smile at prophecy its literal fulfillments are crowding upon each other in this day of god's manifestation when he is revealing the hidden things of his treasuries and inviting every lover of truth to come and feast at the banquet of the lord who can say that his spirit is not working among men to perfect his promises when in one day the peoples of different religions in turkey suddenly forget their hatred and rush together in embraces, feastings, goodwill and joy. These events followed the adoption of the Constitution of Turkey July 24th 1908. Mohammedans, Christians and Jews embrace each other regardless of religious differences. In the streets of old Jerusalem Jews are seen holding aloft the green banner of Mohammed, while Christians applaud and Mohammedans open the doors of the great mosque on the site of the Temple of Solomon and welcome Jews into that holy place where no Israelite has been permitted, on pain of death, to stand for many centuries. No longer is it necessary for them to wail against the outer wall of that sanctuary so sacred to them. The door has been opened, and whether or not it remains so, it is a type of the opening of innumerable doors, the removal of a multitude of barriers that have held apart the members of god's great family the human race never before has the world witnessed miracles like these although the prophets of old have declared them in language which cannot now be misunderstood the day of fulfillment is at hand is here the mouth of the lord hath spoken it isaiah 45 and every atom of existence proclaims it. The subtle electric spark, the particle of radium, all the elements and powers of the four kingdoms, earth, fire, air, water, and the spirit of man are arising from their lethargy to declare the vital presence of the spirit of God in overwhelming manifestation. The Old Testament prophecies consist of two great burdens, the condemnation, dispersion and suffering of judah and israel and their forgiveness return and joyful gathering together in the holy land the real fulfillments of prophecy are on the spiritual plane but in order that even the blind may see there are literal fulfillments also today the jews are coming on masse to palestine they are not only filling jerusalem But are gathering in towns and villages and making efforts to buy the lands they are rapidly gaining precedence in business affairs and the wonderful changes under the turkish government seem to be opening the gates for a restoration of their honor and prosperity in the land of canaan the eleventh chapter of isaiah is one of hundreds of references to the present times some portion of its promises may be said to have been fulfilled by christ but only a portion and divine prophecy is of such nature that it calls for many fulfillments, even to the time of final culmination all through it declares the occurrences of this day of revelation their presence and meaning are evident to the bahai student one the coming forth of the rod the word the rod of iron to rule the nations the sharp sword of his mouth to smite the nations also Revelation 19.15, 1, 2. The appearance of the branch to manifest wisdom and knowledge and the spirit of the Lord. Also Jeremiah 23.5-6 3. The changing of animosity into harmony and the dwelling together of different peoples in peace. 4. The fullness and universality of the knowledge of the Lord. Also Habakkuk 2.14 Five, the ensign of glory standing for the seekers of truth, and the assembling of Israel, Judah, and the Gentiles. Also Isaiah forty nine twenty two, fifty nine nineteen. Six, the coming together of the remnant of the Lord's people from all parts of the earth. Seven, the cessation of envy and enmity against the Jews. Eight, their prosperity in the land of Canaan. Nine the laying under a ban the tongue of the egyptian sea smiting the river in its seven streams so that men should go over dry shod what is this river sea but the nile which has been put under bond by the great Aswan dam and highway one of the engineering wonders of the age also isaiah sixty two ten to twelve think of the number of prophecies in one chapter alone and all being fulfilled before our eyes today. Surely, in this time, the intelligent student of prophecy will find richer rewards than ever before, because the proofs of truth are in procession before him, and it is the time of understanding. Hitherto the peoples of the world have had little acquaintance or knowledge of each other. Each nation, knowing only its own manners, customs and ideas, could see little good in any other. The foreigner was regarded as an enemy to be feared or overcome. Indeed, the attitude of governments to this day is that of fear. Each new battleship is a signal for the adding of one or more to other fleets. The strong fear a comparative diminution of their strength, and the weak are in terror of the strong. But the time of awakening has come, and on every side are those who recognize the ignorance and foolishness of such a condition among the reasonable beings, and the volume of their voice is constantly swelling and demanding peace. This national antagonism is but an extension of the ancient condition when each man's hand was against every other. Then the scattered units joined into the larger individualizations of tribes, and the tribes into nations. The first intent was self-protection the second aggression this has been the kindergarten age of man an age which is now coming to its end man has been playing at living in a sort of rough competitive game striving for personal benefit without regard to the welfare of others the result has been that where one gained many have lost and mankind as a whole received nothing now it is beginning to be perceived that the power of progress lies in unity it is an age of syndicates and combinations on ever enlarging scales not only between individuals but between great firms and corporations and even churches are uniting for greater power and usefulness this centering of scattered forces this uniting of competitors is in direct fulfillment of promise and prophecy. It is the preparation for the unity of man and the reign of peace. Treaties are made between governments for offense and defense against enemies. When treaties shall exist between all nations for the conservation of benefits and for mutual helpfulness in the progress and good of all, then shall there be the universal peace and an advance in the whole world to higher, better, happier conditions. In a vague sort of way, the millennium has been expected to arrive at some possible future sometime. But it is already at the door. Now, in the amazing increase of knowledges, the breaking down of barriers of ignorance, the widening of commercial interests, the closer acquaintance of peoples, in brief, in the acknowledged need of unity the first rays of that glorious dawn of human solidarity universal welfare and prosperity are appearing above the horizon the practical evidences of this progress are on every hand the establishment of hospitals for scientific research equipped with the best materials and finest brains the uses of anaesthetics the war on the white plague tuberculosis the improved methods of treating the insane and prisoners the use of better and safer building materials as steel and concrete the training of farmers in agriculture providing the means to make an acre multiply its productive value and to clothe the arid plains with grain and fruits the government weather prognostications the forming of democratic constitutions in empires the judgments by arbitration the increase of general education and worldwide influence of the universities, which receive their recruits from all lands, and year by year are sending out armies of young men trained in modern knowledges, the forming of international clubs in these great schools in America and Europe, where student representatives of all peoples become acquainted and form bonds of friendship, these advances, and a multitude more, are all for the service of mankind for his elevation to new conceptions and methods of living and they all witness the presence and power of the spirit of god only from a source that is higher than man can such a host of glories be inspired we are entering upon a human period when the motives of man shall be reversed when his purpose shall be to serve rather than to be served to benefit others, to conserve the interest of the whole rather than of the individual self. Instead of oppression, greed, and selfishness, the motive powers of man shall be justice, helpfulness, and love. These are the elements of peace and prosperity, which are twin brothers born of man's true evolution. Man is emerging from barbarism into civilization, from childhood to manhood, from darkness. To light he is just now passing out of his period of adolescence of little wisdom and callow pride into a noble maturity of conscious strength knowledge and manly stability a great cycle of past conditions is closing and we stand upon the threshold of a new age which is beyond all our present conjectures in its values to man in its reality it is the manifestation of god the glory of the Lord revealing itself upon the plane of humanity. Proceeding and accompanying these confirmations of prophecy has appeared the essence and crown of all divine manifestation, the word of God incarnate. It shone forth at the time appointed from the place declared in the manner proclaimed and witnessed to by history and prophecy in every age of the world. End of section 7. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Recorded in London, England.